the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let us have the song, Create in Me a Clean Heart, O God. Romeo. Alvin. Romeo. Thomas. Shall we all arise as we sing the song? message, he told the congregation that by next week, I'm going to preach on the book of Philemon, chapter 2. So he told them, on the following Sunday, he asked the congregation, 
How many of you read the book of Philomena, chapter 2? There are some hands up. Then the pastor said that, yes, today I'm going to talk about you. That is those that are telling lies. The liars. That is going to talk about them. Because the book of Philemon only has one chapter. Last few, okay, few weeks, Pastor Leslie told us here, I think to be precise, around day three or so, that he wants us to read the full book of Proverbs. We are very lucky he didn't ask that question that how many of you have read it. Rather, he came out in a different way, asking some questions. And we could see people that read it could actually prove that they have read it. So because of that, today's message will be on lies and liars. Lies and liars. Just like those people that said they have read the book of Philemon, chapter 2. Or maybe I should have asked you, maybe some of us have read it before. Hallelujah. We live in a world where truthfulness and lies are no longer able to be distinguished. Sometimes we see some lies, we say, okay, this is white lies. As much as the, the lie is not hurting anybody, we call it white lies. Lie is lie. Even though circumstances can change it. Not to be lie, but lies still remain lie. We live in a society that conditions us to lie. By telling us that in many situations, lies are justified. You will see a salesman promoting his product beyond what is there. Most advertising you are seeing today, many of them are lies. Because they will promote their, their product beyond what is there. The sixth man will make mountains out of a molehill about his product. Bring you closer. The job applicant will paddle their resume just to make sure that they get that job. There's no doubt about it. Lies are lies. So the word, the reasoning is along, is the reasoning is as long as no one is hurt, or the result is good, little lies are fine or are okay. But today we are going to talk about so many things related to lies in the Bible. Now, before then, let us understand what lie means. According to dictionary. Lie is an incorrect statement made with intention to deceive listener. It is an untrue statement deliberately presented as being true or a falsehood. Sometimes we, we say lies to deceive people. Lies are what we give to give wrong impressions. Let's open our Bible to Proverbs 6. Proverbs 6, 16 to 19. I read. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A third look, a light tongue, hand that shed, shed innocent blood, heart that devised wicked plan, feet that sweep in running to evil, a false witness 
who speak life, and who are also discussed among brethren. In these verses I've just read, do you notice that something related to life came out two times? That shows the seriousness about it. The first one is a, a lying tongue. Why the second one is a false witness who speak lies and one who sow discord among brethren. So lies make this list twice. So we can't easily ignore it. When Pastor was here last week, was talking about the assignment he has given to us. That's when this came to my mind that I think we need to talk about this. Because if he, he was just according to me that suppose pastor asked this question, many people will say they have read it. We are asked, they have not. Now, I've just given you the definition of a, a lie. A little boy was asked to honestly define what lies is. Now, listen to what he says. A lie is an abomination to the Lord. That is correct. But a very present help in time of trouble. And that is what many of us think of. When we are in trouble, we always want to find a way out. Believe me, when you mention one lie, you keep telling lies just to back it up. You keep telling lies just to back it up. It means, I'm sure many of us here we have told one lie or the other before. If you are thinking you are free, I'm going to analyze to you this afternoon that you are a victim. Lying is a common problem. It is easy to do for some people. Some people, you don't, if you catch them and say, why are you in the church? They don't have to think fast before they tell you the answer that will convince you that, yes, you have to be here. There are some people, even in their office, in their offices that they are doing something else. Their boss suddenly come. So is this what I have given on to you? You are browsing? Before you know what is happening, they will turn it around and the boss will also get confused. That yes. So lie is something that is very common. Like I said, it has been committed by good people. You want to know? Abraham, Isaac, Peter. But it's true is that there is a cost for lying. When you are telling lies, in my place there is an adage that says that lying can go for 20 years. But just one day, the truth will overtake it. So there is a cost for telling lies. You might be thinking you are smart. You are not smart. God is only giving you the grace. He's having mercy on you. Brethren, those who lie, sometimes even once in a given situation, find it hard. Go back from telling lies. They find because they have told lies to somebody who trusted them. Now they begin to trouble within their mind. Oh, I've told my boss this lie, or oh, I've mentioned to this fellow this lie. And you will discover that they can lo- they can no longer go back and say, Look, what I've told you is a lie. But brethren, it takes spirit of God for people to do that. We have people that are doing that. Our tongue is just a little piece of muscle. We use it to chewing, swallowing, licking, and speaking. The tongue is very useful. Let's see what uh, James 3 says about it. James 3, 8. The tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. That is the tongue for, for you. If I ask you today, we all eat meat, apology to the vegetarian. 
If I ask you to go and bring the most sweetest part of meat and the most bitter part of the meat, where will you bring? What will you present to me? I'm telling you, tongue is the most sweetest part of the body. And it is the most bitter part of the body. If I want to destroy anyone, it is my tongue I will use to do that. That is the bitter part of it. And if I want to elevate somebody in the presence of his boss, oh, Brother Matthew is so good, he's very hardworking, it's the same tongue, that is the sweetest part of it. So you can see that our tongue is very vital. We use it for both sides. Two of the Ten commandments deal with sin of the tongue. Number one, the third commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Before you can do that, you will use your tongue to do that. And the ninth commandment. Thou shalt not be a false witness against thy neighbor. This particular one is the one we will talk much about this afternoon. So now, what is the source of lie? We have been talking lie, lie. What is the source? I like some people, maybe you also belong to that group. If something sad wants to happen to them, or there is a danger, they will quickly tell you, devil is a liar. You are a liar. Devil is a liar. So, what does that mean? It means devil is the source of all lies. And I know we don't belong to devil. Let's look at John 8, 44. For you are the children of your father, the devil. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. And he always hates the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of all lies. Jesus Christ was talking to the people that want to nail him here. So, devil, we can see that devil is the father of all lies. He is the source of all lies. God forbid lies. Okay, in what way do people lie? Now, I say it may concern you. People who promise to come to church and never show up, have they not lied? They have. People that have never repented and they pretend to be a follower of Christ, they are liars. It seems to me that Lying is one of the oldest things. And that is why the scripture has much to say about it. About it. And that is the weapon that Satan is using. Because he created this life. And he is bringing people closer to him. Brethren, Bible says, Therefore, put away lying. Let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. So we need to speak the truth. Wherever we find ourselves, under every circumstances, we need to say the truth. Now, a, a, a man was talking to his children about this. Efficient, what I've just read is Ephesians 4.25. Ephesians 4.25 A man was advising his children when he was about to embark on trip and told them that, look, under every situation you must be saying the truth. The wife was there. As they were going on, a police officer pulled him by the side and told him that, I clock you at 160 kilometers per hour, sir. Because that the speed limit there was 100. The man panicked. 
and said, High officer, I had it on cruise control at 100. Perhaps your radar needs calibration. That's what the man said. This is the person advising his children always to say the truth. As the officer writes out the ticket, sorry, not looking up from the book she was reading, the wife says, Now, don't be silly, dear. You know this car doesn't have cruise control. Can you see? This wife said the truth. So, the officer began to write the ticket for him. And look over his wife. The man looked over at his wife and said, Woman, can you please keep quiet for once? The wife smiles and says, You should be thanking, you should be thankful your radar detector went off when it did. Oh, the officer asked, So you have radar detector? That is another offense. He was booked. The man looked at the wife again and said, Woman, can't you keep quiet? The officer frowned and said, I noticed that you are not wearing your seatbelt, sir. That is serious offense. The man said, yes. By the time you pull me aside, I remove it just to get my wallet from the back pocket. The wife said, dear, you all know you never use your seatbelt. Why are you telling lies? So, then he got the top ticket. And the man turned to the wife and back at her, Will you please keep quiet? The officer looked over at the woman and asked, Does your husband always talk to you this way? Ma'am? She said no. Only when she has been drinking. So, he was broke again. So when the officer left, the man asked the wife, why did you bring so much trouble for me this afternoon? So you only advised your children when we were leaving that they should always say the truth to their neighbors. I'm your neighbors right here. That is why the truth has been said. So in attempt for him to speak more lies, he got more fine. Now back to the book of Genesis. Genesis 3, 1 to 15. We find Satan coming to Adams and Eve in the Garden of Eden. His intention is to get Adams and Eve kicked out of the Garden of Eden. That is his intention. That's why he has been going there. So, what happened? He lied to Eve and tempted her to eat the fruit. And what happened? They eat and they got kicked out. And I'm sure... Satan must be very handsome. Because if he looks ugly, if we not listen to, to him, and he must be very smart before he can convince um, Eve to eat that food. So his intention is to get them kicked out. So he used light to kick them out. And I pray that devil will not use light to kick you out of your grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Lying is a common problem, as I said. If you, some people enjoy telling lies. Psalm 62:4, you can read that on your own. Some lie to protect themselves, like our father Abraham. When he was going to Egypt, he said Sarah was his sister. That is a lie. He told lie to protect himself. The same thing happened to Isaac. The same thing happened to Isaac. And I think even Abraham committed that twice. In Genesis 12, 11 to 13 and Genesis 22. You can confirm that later. Some lie for gain. 
Second Peter 2, 1-3. Some tell lies to gain something. They tell lies to, to have favor. In the story of Joseph, God taught uh, Joseph's brother very good lessons. But do you know that Joseph also told some lies, or maybe one lie? He used lies to trap his brother. Joseph used lies to trap his brother. We have that in the book of Genesis, chapter 44. So when his brother came to Egypt to get food, Joseph recognized them, but they did not recognize him. So he quietly planned to trap his brothers with lies. How? Joseph secretly placed his silver cup in Benjamin's sack and then accused the brother of stealing. Did brother steal? No. He only make it up. He used lies to trap them. Why did Joseph use trick for his brother? The answer is in that Genesis 44 from verses 18 to 34. We are not going there today. But one significant thing that happened is that because of what happened, Judah, representing all the brothers, confessed everything that they have done to their brother. Not knowing that that same brother is what they were talking about. Don't forget, they too have lied initially. When they saw Joseph, they told their father that he has been killed by wild animals. So they also have told some lies. But God was with Joseph. When you, when, when you are very truthful, I'm assuring you that truthfulness and honest is one of the foundations of society that God laid down. And I want to assure you, when you remain truthful in the Lord, even your enemy will confess before you. They will confess. That's exactly what happened to, to, to Joseph's brother. They quickly, they, in fact, Judah was ready to sacrifice himself on behalf of others, just to let others go. I want you to tell your neighbor at this time that the turnaround that will happen, that will make your enemy to confess before you, that God will perfect it. In Jesus' name. Now, I told you there are some lies that when you look at it, you may not be judged by that. Nay, underline. Let's look at Rahab the harlot. She was a harlot and a liar. We all know why. When they came, she hid those people and said they were not here. But that type of lie has been used to protect those people. What I'm saying in essence is that they want to kill somebody and the person has run to you and you knowingly that this person should not be killed and you know the person where the person has gone through. You know, no, he has gone this way. Even when you keep quiet, you keep silence, you didn't, if they ask you, you keep silence, do you know you are still telling lies? Because they ask you, did you see anybody here? Because you don't want to say anything, you keep quiet. And they leave. It's still a lie. But Rahab was not judged. Ramati, you have mic? Okay, because I want you to read. Uh... See, Rahab was commended for her faith. I want us to read the book of Hebrew 11.31. Hebrew 11.31. Hebrew 11.31 By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. Go to James 2.25 James 2.25 James 
Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? So, the life part of Rahab, the harlot, she was not justified for that. But the action related to it, that's what Hebrew 11.31 and James 2.25 are saying. Brethren, there is no doubt about it. Lying is wrong. It's very, very wrong. No such thing like white lies. Because if you, if you, if you look at it today, you say people, this is a white lie as long as no one is angel. I had mentioned earlier that the Ten Commandments given to Moses, that thou shalt not be a false witness, we are going to talk about it. Now, let's focus on Jesus Christ as we move faster because of our time. Jesus being tried in Kangaroo Court, I will say Kangaroo Court, around him, the sand hearing. Apart from Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathias and Gamaliel, the rest that are with Jesus Christ that time, they were just a team of liars. They are a bunch of liars. And Jesus was a man who was on receiving end of many lies during his lifetime. The religious leader falsely accused him of being gluten. Can you imagine that Jesus was a gluten and drunkard? Matthew eleven nineteen. Matthew eleven nineteen. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine. That's where I'm going. And a, okay, read, read, read on. And a wine bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners, but wisdom is justified of her children. Matthew 9 2. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the pasty, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the pasty, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. He was accused of being a blasphemer. When he healed and forgave, forgive the sin, he was accused. They told lie about him. So, if they have told lie about Jesus Christ, who are you that they will not tell lie about you? Why are you bothering yourself? As long as your heart is clean, if someone has accused you of anything, leave him for God. If they, are, if they can accuse Jesus Christ of being a gluten, so who are you that they will not tell lie about you? That you are a gluten, you are a drunkard. The intention of the, the leaders was just to kill Jesus Christ. But Jesus replied them from the first uh, John 8, 44 that I read last time, that ye are of your father the devil. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar. And you can imagine that even when they, they were looking for false witness concerning Jesus, they were unable to, 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 to get them. But what happened at the end of the day? They brought in two false witnesses. Even when these two witnesses mentioned the accusation, it was not accurate. Because Jesus Christ said, He is going to, 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 to destroy the temple and within three days to rebuild it. While Jesus Christ was talking about His own body, these people diverted to the temple of God. That is a lie. They misquoted the word of Savior. They misquoted him. When you look at John 2.19, his, his actual word is, Destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. The two liars claimed that Christ was speaking about Herod's temple, but he was speaking about his body, which will be destroyed by crucifixion and raised from the dead on the third day. So this... The witness spoke lies. 
No wonder in Revelation 1.5, he is called the true witness. So Jesus Christ has, he is the true witness. Why those that judge him, that, that condemn him, why they are the liars? We, if we are talking about lies in the Bible, there is one that will come to your mind. Peter, three times he told lies. I never knew him. I have not seen him in my life. That man, no, 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 no. Just to protect himself. Sometimes do you find yourself in this situation? Are you in the office? Somebody asks you certain questions, but in order to protect yourself, you tell lies. Like I said, some of us may be thinking like somebody else's problem. If you have found yourself saying this statement, then you have to judge yourself now. Is that him on phone? Tell him I'm not around. Or, you are in the office, through the window you notice somebody is coming, you quickly walk to a corner and say, tell him I'm not around. That is part of the lies we are talking about. If you have not found yourself in this one I mentioned, what about telling somebody that you never do some, anything in this house? It's a lie. Because if you tell me I've never done anything in the house, <laughs> so many things I'm doing. Sisters, God bless you all. Sometimes you tell your children, I'm the only one doing this work. You never do anything. It's a lie. The children are helping you. Even the brothers also. This is what I was doing when I was your age. I was not doing this. It's a lie. You did more than that. So can we see now that each one of us, one way or the other, we have told one lie or the other. The decree might be different, but I'm telling you, lie is lie. And there are several ways to tell lies. Like I said before, we can lie by silence. Who has done this? Maybe your wife is asking you, who has done this? And you know that you are the one that has done it. Rather than say, I'm the one, you keep quiet. <laughs> then the wife will be looking at the direction of the children. Not only that you are the one that has done it. You have committed lie by silence. Lie is one of the things that the children also learn at the early stage. When they are growing up, when they are growing up, suddenly you ask, who has done this? Not me. Imagine where do they learn that? The two of you are inside. You ask the question, who has done this? Not me. That is the answer you will get. So, brethren, we can lie with our action. We can lie with our silence. Above all, we can lie with what? Our tongue. How lies are committed? When, how did we commit lies? By speaking. By saying what is not true. You have committed lies. I have some references here. Proverbs 11, or Proverbs 12, 19, just take them down. Ephesians 4, 25, 1 Timothy 2, 7, and 1 John 2, 21. Lies can be done even in religion. I want us to read Jeremiah 14, 14, brother. Religiously we can. We can see the religious people telling lies. Let's see what the Bible says about that. Jeremiah 14, 14. And the Lord said to me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not sent them, commanded them, not spoken to them. They prophesy to you a false vision, divination, a virtuous thing, and the deceit of their heart. Move to 
Jeremiah 23:32 Jeremiah 23:32 Behold I am against those who prophesy false dreams says the Lord and tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and Thank by the their Lord. recklessness So this means that even the religious people will tell lies. That's what Bible is saying. The Lord hates those who prophesy false. Hear the Lord has, hear what the Lord has said when Lord is not speaking. So we can tell lies through gossiping, through blasphemy, malice, slander, backbiting, boasting. Even when you say half truth. You can tell lies. Carelessness. Through carelessness as well, we can tell lies. Taking a true statement out of context, we can tell lies. Just like those two false witnesses have done when Jesus Christ, when they were looking, when they witnessed against Jesus Christ. Lies are committed, okay. remain silent, acting out of dishonest. There, I have some also Bible references. Matthew 26, you can take them down. 48 to 49. Hurting, hypocritically, living a lie. First John 1, First John chapter 1, 6, then, and verse 8. Now, let's move faster. Why do we lie? Some, somehow it comes natural to some people. Like I said, a child, we always tell lies. It comes natural to them. This is a survival, a survival instinct for some people. Just to survive, they begin to tell lies. Sometimes we tell lies to protect ourselves. We, like the child I said, define the, the lie. We tell at times to get out of trouble. And at times we tell lies just to please somebody. King Kahab, there are some people that when you are telling them the truth, you may, be, you may not be in their favor. So there is something they are expecting from you. There are some of us that we tell in lies about what he wants to hear from us. We will tell him. Just to please him. We tell lies for service gain. When there is something to be gained, we will be happy to lie. But Proverbs 19.22b says, Better to be poor than a liar. That's what Proverbs 22b says. Now, like I said, there are some other ways around that you can also tell lies. Deception. Through deception, we can tell lies. Psalm 5, 9. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. That's what Bible is saying now. Their heart is filled with destruction. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongue, they speak deceit. We deceive when we are misleading someone. Deception is lying. Lying gets us nowhere. When we are dishonest, we are telling lies. When we purposely leave the correct information and we are saying something else, we are telling lies. Even when we, through flattery also, we can say we are, we are, we see somebody within you, you know that that person is not looking beautiful. Say, oh, you are looking beautiful. We are asked you mean something. It is a lie. You are telling lies. Because that is not what your heart is all about. So brethren, we need to be watchful. We need to be careful. We need to know our left and right together. We need to differentiate between them. Proverbs 26, 28. Listen to what he says. A light tongue hates... 
it hurt. And a flattering mouth was ruined. So thou shalt not tell lies. God asked the question, uh, a question in Isaiah 57:11. What made you so afraid that you choose to tell lies in my sight? Rather than stand for me, is it because I let you get away with it so long that you stop fearing me? That's what the book of Isaiah, the question that is asking, what God is asking in that book. What makes you to tell lies in the sight of God? It is the grace that we are receiving that we are able to get away with it because God will give you long rope so that you can repent. He doesn't want you to die as a sinner. Rather, He, he, he wants you to be with Him. That is why He will give you that grace. Consequences of lie. We can say a lie does a lie does three things. First, a lie means represent the truth and hide the truth. And when this happens, you have put somebody's life in, into danger. Because the person you have mentioned lying to might be living with that particular statement you have made. And he believes you. But it is a lie. His life is in danger. He can endanger somebody's life. A lie will make you a deceiver. It makes you a deceiver. When you tell lies, people, people will quickly, no, no, he's always telling lies. And a lie builds wrong relations. It, it, it builds wrong relationships. Two people cannot possibly be, be a friend or live together joyfully if the relationship is based upon lies. Lying destroys confidence, love, hope, and security. When there is a lie in between two people, the confidence is gone. The hope and the trust have been buried then the security is not there because you will not be trusted. So in summary, lie creates conflict. Even within you, lie can create conflict within you. You begin to ask yourself, why did I do that? Your mind will be troubling you. Your mind will be troubling you that, why did I tell my boss lies? Or why did I mislead these people? So it can hurt you at the same time hurt others. Because when they find out, they will know that you, 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 you have done something they are not expecting. Brother, let's look at uh, Proverbs 12, 17 to 21 quickly. Proverbs 12. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. It's just for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but the counselors of peace is joy. Praise the Lord, brother. It's okay with verse 19. So, lie can destroy trustworthiness. A pastor's wife asked him to get a, a chicken from the nearby store because their son is coming from school. So the pastor went to a church member's store to get this chicken. When he got there, he discovered the, the, the shop owner was having only, just only one chicken. And because he's thinking that I don't want to leave this chicken over the weekend, I need to sell it. Suddenly, pastor came. A pastor asked, do you have chicken? He said, yes, I have. What is the weight? He said, the weight is 1.5 kg. 
Oh, the pastor said, it looks too small. You know, my son likes meat. Can you please check if you have more? Then this member go back to the fridge, put the chicken there, bring it back. Because pastor was not looking when he was checking the, 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 the weight, the, the, the kg. I put it back. I said, pastor, this one is 2.5 kg. He said, okay, that is okay. But could you give me the two chickens together so that... That was how he was exposed. And that destroyed that relationship. Telling like can destroy trustworthiness. It can destroy trustworthiness. So we need to be very careful. As a boss, don't mislead your subordinate. Because one man, he was telling the, the, the he's a sales manager. He overheard the, the sales clerk saying that, ah, we never have it for some time now. Over two weeks, we don't have it. And uh, I'm not even sure when we are going to have it. So when the manager heard about that, he quickly ran out. How can you tell that man that we don't? So please come back. Surely we will have it next week. And uh, the one we have just finished. So please, always come back. We will have another one. Then when the man left, because the man just looked back at the sales manager. Look at him. So when the man left, left he asked, the manager asked the sales clerk that, what was he looking for? He said he was asking whether it has rained here for some time. Can you see, brethren, we need to know that lie can destroy the trust. If you are that man, will you go back to that shop to buy something? Where they will bring rain. Lie distances us from God. It distances us from God. When we are telling lies, just like Facebook, I can friend you, I can unfriend you. If you keep telling lies, God can unfriend you. I pray that you will never be unfriend in Jesus' name. So don't tell lies so that God will not unfriend you, just like Facebook. So how do we overcome lies? How do we overcome? We need to understand the consequences. Acts 5, 1 to 11 is a common story. The consequence of life by Ananias and Sapphira. We all know the story. We don't have to go to that. We need to hate it. We need to hate life. Proverbs 35, brother, quickly. I read from here because of our time. The righteous hate what is false, but the wicked bring shame and disgrace. False is used in collective sense. So, we need to hate life. See how the Amplifier put that particular Proverbs 13.5. A consistently righteous man hates lying and deceit, but a wicked man is lonesome, his very breath spreads pollution, and he comes surely to shame. We need to see life as a disgusting phenomenon. We should see it as a pollution. We need to have God's attitude toward us. Practice honesty. When you keep practicing honesty, people will know you that if two people are fighting and they, are, they brought it to you, you say, okay, you are false, you are correct. But because of, you are afraid of what this one will say, you say, no, okay, you are not saying the truth. They will not trust you. You need to start practicing it. When you start, when you start practicing honesty, people will see you being honest. The evil light will not come closer to you. Listen to what Proverbs say about that. Proverbs fifteen thirteen. King take pleasure in honesty lives. The value of it, the value a man who speak the truth. So, if we are going to stop lying, we need to practice honesty. Again, you need to love the truth. Second Thessalonians, Thessalonians, yeah, two nine to twelve. 
we have to belong to the truth always. Mm. Guide, because of our time, brother, I'll read that later. Guide your heart towards truth. Speak truth, no matter be the cost. Speak the truth. That is Ephesians 4.25. I want you to read that. Ephesians 4.25. Putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. I want you to hold to this. Put away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of other. In closing, we serve a God who cannot and will not lie. Titus 1-2 Hebrews 6-18 As such, God will not accept liars into heaven. If you read the book of Psalm 101-7 Revelation 14-15 Revelation 21-27 and Revelation 22-15 I want you to ask this yourself, this question. Where will you spend your eternity your eternity. In heaven as a truth teller or in hell as a liar. So brethren, search your heart. Search your mind. Where do you think you are at fault? Where is the area where you feel that you need to make adjustment? Lie is lie. Always say the truth. Let people know you that you are this, you, you can be trusted. As pastor has given the assignment, read Proverbs from book 1 to book 31. If you have not read it, please go back and read it. God bless you. Praise the Lord. We have heard the word. But it looks so light. Telling lies. But how does the Bible see lies? It's a call for us to truly search our heart and ask God to help us. The prayer we're going to pray is that God will truly create in us a clean heart. Some, they don't even have control over the lies they tell. And you call yourself a child of God. James 2.10 says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty of how many? Not one. You are guilty of all. So you need to examine yourself. Do you tell lies like you drink water? Does the Holy Spirit check you? Each time you fall into that thing, and you immediately say, God, I am sorry. I just told a lie. Or you tell it, you don't even, you don't even recognize you have told a lie. Revelation chapter 1, 8. It says, but the fearful. Now, this is the category of people that the Bible puts liars with. The fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the warmongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part where? In the lake of fire. So which means ordinary lies can make you lose heaven. Let's be on our feet. I want you to pray for yourself.
You know, you can deceive anybody. You can deceive pastor. You can deceive anybody. Or you can't deceive God. He knows the thought of your heart. Why don't you pray, Father, please give me a new heart. Sanctify my mouth. Sanctify my thought. Take away every trace of lies out of me. Many of you, you are still, you are still covering some lies. Father, better you have a lie you are covering for your husband, for your wife. You have a lie you are covering for your parents. And God is looking at you because you are not speaking dead yet. You better go and tell the truth. You better go and make your way right with God because that simple lie can make you go to hell. Why will you go to hell because of ordinary lie? Tell the truth and shame the devil. Ask God to give you the grace. The grace to always say the truth no matter what will happen. I would rather say the truth and die than tell a lie and still remain alive. No! Because my health is more important to me than anybody, than any job, than anything that man wants to gain in this world. Are you still living in lies? It's time for you to ask God to have mercy on you. And you tell him you will not do it again. And if there's somebody you are hiding something from, Maybe your husband, your wife, you have done what you should not do, you are still hiding it. You better go and tell the truth, so that you don't go to hell. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We receive grace to say the truth in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now we're going to pray this prayer. I understand that there may be some of us you have received a report that you don't agree with. Maybe from your work, maybe from the hospital, wherever it has come from. When Ezekiel received a report from God that he was going to die in Second Kings chapter twenty. The Bible says, Ezekiah turned to God. I said, God, remember my work that I've done unto you. Remember my service unto you with tears. And the Bible says, God repented of what he said he would do. And God reversed that report and gave him additional 15 years. I don't know who this word is you are here. You have a report with you. That says you're on your way out of a man. That says your earth is deteriorating. God says, I should tell you, all you need is just to cry unto him. Not to any man. Not to tell additional lies. To think you want to keep your job. But to say the truth. And to focus on God. And continue to serve him. And cry unto God, not unto man. Don't go and pray because of work. Don't go and do what will make you to go to hell because of work. Only turn to God and the report shall be reversed in your favor in the name of Jesus. I said the report shall be reversed in your favor in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, for everyone that has received a report that is contrary to your will and your purpose. I stand upon the word of God as Isaiah turned back to King Isaiah. And he told Ezekiah, God said, you shall no longer die. I decree a reversal of every negative report that your children have received in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Before we share the grace, please, you know we are in the month of Ramadan. You are not supposed to eat or drink outside. So when you take the water, please, as much as possible, if you have to drink at all, drink here and return the bottle back. Don't go to park, car park and be drinking water. It's against the law of the land. You can 
get in your car to drink the water. Please don't go out drinking water. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. And of course, you know, Ramadan is the best time for you to pray for salvation of soul. Where the year of evangelism, we pray that God will visit everyone that is fasting right now. Like he visited Cornelius, like he visited Ethiopia Enoch, that God will visit them. Let's share the good spirit and fellowship, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Evangelism and glory go in peace in Jesus' name.